I'm Nicole Rule, and I've paid off $100,000 in debt in 26 months, and in the process realized that managing money doesn't have to suck. I created Greatest Worth to help you get control and find joy in your money so that you can begin to use it as a tool to make a life you love in your home, relationships, health, and vocation. Money management can help us move forward in nearly every area of our life. So each week, I'll be here sharing tips and strategies, as well as interviews with super inspiring people with that same goal in mind. It's time to start living your dreams. This is your greatest work. You want to set the stage a little? Um, sure. 6.41 in the morning. Yeah. On and Thursday, April 9th. Yeah. So we're trying to do these a little more closer to the release date because things change changes so quickly right now yeah so hey welcome back sam thanks glad to have you yeah you didn't touch on this fact that it's 6 41 in the morning why do we need to touch on that it's pretty fascinating i think that we're sitting here looking at a computer having a conversation at 6 41 in the morning yeah well now that our children are home 24-7, I was like, when are we going to record a podcast? We're going to do it in the morning. Because at night, we're dead to the world. We are like zombies. <laughs> the zombie apocalypse starts at 7 o'clock every night. <laughs> it's so true. Like, neither of our brains work anymore. And we're like, the other night, can we please just tell everyone that we changed? We So our children... Bless their little stinking hearts. As old as they are, they still want us to tuck them in every single night. At least once. And it... (laughs) That's so true. It's usually twice. And it's... I'm trying to be like, that is adorable. But the other night... That will change. That will... Yes. That will end one day. They won't want us around. Blah, blah, blah. Right now, that is not true. And it takes forever. It's like a half hour process. When you have 48 kids. <laughs> I know. I know. As Dave Hollis says, it's like a thousand kids. And it really, truly is. That is not an exaggeration. Yeah. Anyway, so the other night, we were both so tired. I was like, how about, tried to make it playful, how about you guys tuck us in? And they were so excited about it. Yeah. And they totally did it. And they tucked us in. And then they just like put themselves to bed. I don't understand how that happened. Which makes me wonder why we spend so much time and energy putting them <laughs> to bed. <laughs> oh, good grief. All right. Bless their We're lives. not here to talk about that. Okay. What are we here to talk about this morning, Nicole? We. I just thought we could kind of give the people a give update. Give the people what they want. The good people. Yeah. Kind of an update on what's happening in our life. So what has been, what we have been using to kind of Weather the storm. Weather the storm, but also thrive, mm. right? Because there are moments where we are literally just weathering it. Yeah. And, or, or even like feeling it and in the moment of being sad or yeah. mourning or grieving, as you have been saying lately. And we can talk more about that. But then there have been lots of moments of like thriving. Mm. And so I thought we could talk about that and then also talk about the blueprint. The Emergency Budget Blueprint, which is out in the world. 
right now hmm. as of the, the release of this. Cause right now in real life, it is not out in the world <laughs> and we are working hard, but um, by the time this episode drops, it will be. So. Great. All right. So we're uh, starting week four of stay home orders. Not starting. Aren't we in week four? Won't it build? Won't it be week five? I think official stay home orders. Oh, official. Our personal stay home orders right. started before that, but uh, yeah. So we're starting officially week four. Thrive. You said that word thrive, and that really struck me. There have been moments of thriving, and and I'm realizing how countercultural that seems to some degree, mm-hmm. because there's a sense, at least in my my impression of what's happening in a lot of lives right now is there's just like this sense of loss that is insurmountable and suffering and yeah and that, so therefore we should not be thriving right yeah so i'm curious i i would love to hear your perceptions on moments of thriving in four weeks of <laughs> virtual house arrest well i said this on the monday night live when i was talking about time and you shared it with me. Actually, it was Ryan Holiday, and he was talking about alive time mm-hmm. versus dead time. And I guess that's like a stoic mm-hmm. kind of philosophy. But it's what it sounds like. So dead time is time that you're using, that you're kind of just passive. And you're waiting for something to happen to you. Um, mm. you're, you're not really doing anything with that time, per se. And then a live time is happening to you. Time is happening to you. Interesting. And then a live time is when you are pursuing growth hmm. or doing activities that fulfill you or bring you alive. We are like we're being active with the time. Is it just active? I I read that and if if I can just because my specificity kicks in here. Yes. I don't know that that's a stoic philosophy as much as philosophy of one of his mentors Robert Robert Greene so people want to look up Robert Greene was an author and okay and thought leader and in the 80s if you remember that decade (laughs) loved it (laughs) but um the way that I'm interpreting that idea of a lifetime is moments when I am present versus dead time being moments when I am lost Yeah, I guess I see presence as being active, though. Oh. Like you're not, you have to be mindful in order to be present, right? Yeah. So then you're being, you're you're actively involved in your life in that moment. Okay, okay. All right, I'm with you. That's great. I guess it's not like pursuing goals. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like checking boxes. But it could be. It could be. It hasn't been for us necessarily during this time. There's been some very specific intention and... Uh, aim that we've brought to to these four weeks but there's also been a lot of just deep breathing (laughs) being present and then just being present and realizing all the things that are coming up yeah that's actually my goal for today is to just be present because i have no idea what i will actually be able to do today you're going somewhere for work Mm -hmm. and so i'll be home with our thousand children yeah. homeschooling. So what are some of the things specifically that have brought uh, presence or aliveness to you? 
Let's see. Some of the things we've been doing, I have really enjoyed watching you garden. <laughs> I have not participated so much in the gardening. Okay. But I will say, I was listening to Rachel Hollis, of course. Oh, of course. And she's talking about making a joy list. Mm. And I think watching you garden might be on my joy list. Okay. <laughs> Especially if you're topless. <laughs> there we go. There it was. I was wondering if it was coming. I knew you were going to be embarrassed. No, for real. It's been so nice to just like see you so happy hmm. in that moment. It has been deeply just grounding. Yeah. I mean, to get dirty and muddy and... And it's been beautiful. Working really hard. I've, I've transformed one of our garden beds into a potato patch. And if you've never dug potatoes before... It is not an easy task. No. And I actually have a client who is from Peru in a small village. And I told her what was what I was doing. And she just was like, what are you? You're crazy. That's a lot of work. <laughs> but that work has been so, so grounding and meaningful to me. And to, I think to the kids, they yeah. really enjoyed coming out there. And they usually jump in yeah, for a little and bit. There is nothing. When, when I'm in the garden, there is nothing but the garden. Yeah. So that's been one of my joys. Yeah. I think having everything be slower, mm-hmm. even though sometimes that's frustrating to not be like, oh my God, we haven't even started our day yet. You know, and it's like 10 yeah. o'clock or yeah. whatever with the kids. I mean, um, but that actually, you know, when I'm present with it, has been really nice to not have to rush, rush, rush. Yeah. Who, Six weeks ago, all we did was... Who in the world go, enjoys go, go. Yeah, getting their Let's children go, go, to go. school in the yeah. morning? That is literally not a great moment for us. Let's see what else. I, I have enjoyed so sometimes... Well, first of all, you cooking has been delightful. Mm. And then just even doing, there's been some dinners where like we really don't do anything and it's like, well, we cooked hot dogs on our little outdoor fire and the kids thought it was like the best thing ever. There have been a lot of s'mores consumed in these four weeks. Yes. So things like that, that are just, I don't know. There's simplicity of, of this time. We keep coming back to it in our own conversations and in our conversations with family and, and people outside of the house, but the simplicity of this time feels very alive yes. to me. And it's clarifying a lot of, it's clarifying a vision for what our life will be like because it will change again. Yeah. We're not going to have stay-home orders forever. and Impermanence. Right. I'm learning. Yeah. And, and so it's clarifying, like, what do we want? Who do we want to be? Um, is, is that way that we were? bringing us to life or are is this uh new possibility something that we can incorporate more fully so i'm excited to see how that unfolds yeah in our days like down to the logistics of what kind of activities do we want to do like it's kind of been like a budget assessment like a uh certified what do they call it in organizations where you get audited it's kind of been like a budget audit of of our life of our time and yeah. energy and and we've, we've audited the things like everything was just stripped away put on a table and now we get to go back and say all right what really does serve us what brings us to life yeah um so i'm i'm 
looking forward to reassembling our life and our budget and our time. I'm also scared about it because it is going to be different. Yeah. And especially when things become available again, like, will we be like, oh, we need to do that again. Yes. We need to get back to doing that. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what we were talking about at some point recently. It's all blending together into a nice pool of mush. But we were talking about that, uh, the clarity that's come about the activities that we've chosen as a family. Many of those activities were just because they were possible. We weren't, we weren't necessarily uh, called to them. And in fact, we were kind of like overwhelmed by them. Mm-hmm. But they were possible and available. And we're like, well, we better do it then. Yeah. Um, and we kind of have been pretty intentional people. And yeah. so it's, it's fascinating to realize like, oh, that intention has not served us as clearly as we wanted it to. Yeah. So this audit has, has been an uh, invigorating process, if not in a lifetime. It's going, I think it's going to move us into a different stage together as a family. Yeah, for sure. I did decide that I'm going to start reading more romance novels. What? I <laughs> That's the best thing I've heard all week. <laughs> I love romance novels. Is that what that light read was you were you burned through in like two days? Yeah, that one was not good, okay. but yes. Do you consider Outlander a romance novel? Yes, 100%. So, so we're talking like literary romance. We're not talking like... Dirty rag romance novels. I don't think so. I don't know that I've ever read a dirty rag one. I love the ones like Outlander or, I mean, Jane Austen, I could read forever. Okay. Stuff like that. But I think there's probably some modern stuff like Outlander that's also good. But I just need to find it. Okay. I don't. So if anyone knows of anything, please tell me. Because I'm going to start reading some. Get my fiction on. All right. But it, romance novel. Like, I don't want to just read. I, I, I was in a book club a couple years ago, and I felt like literally we read like 10 Nazi books in a mm-hmm. row. I don't want that kind of fiction. Okay. Like, I want a good romance. You don't want a, you don't want a, you don't want a book about a pandemic. No. <laughs> or The Road by Cormac oh McCarthy. Oh, no. <laughs> right now, I'd probably have a heart attack if I read yeah. that. Yes. I want to right. romance novel. What else what else have you been reading? Anything else during this time? Um, I read a lot, you know that. I do know that. I usually have like five books I going on. I can't even once. keep up with it. Yeah, so I can't I can't think of anything that's like standing out. I okay. mean the habit book. Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. James Clear. Is really good. Yes. And I think it is poignant right now because we all are building new habits. <laughs> so to know how a habit is created is really helpful and to know our tendencies because basically we're starting from scratch and we have to rebuild all of our habits so that book is good okay it's not a romance novel though no nowhere near it yeah all right well we just got sidetracked by the the thought of you reading more romance novels Uh, it's exciting it is exciting (laughs) (laughs) well so what have you been doing you didn't really share well what have I been doing? I I have been, the moments I've been most alive in the past four weeks are the moments when 
when I've been in the garden, like specifically when I've been in the garden or when I've been playing with the kids, that's something I don't do. I'm a good dad, but I'm not very playful. Yeah. And and that's because I always have this sense of like urgency to be completing some task. Yeah. And that list of tasks never ends. Right. And so I tell my kids, one more thing, guys. Oh, I just need to send this one more email. Oh, I just need to do this one phone call. And there's still been moments in the past four weeks where where that you've said that that task master has stepped into the pilot's chair. But there have also been moments when I've been like, "Get out of that seat, fool! I need to go jump on the trampoline. I need to play." We played capture the flag the other night oh my gosh and it was fun it was a <laughs> i actually fun. i was mad that you were making me play it i was <laughs> no, really I could mad tell. at you i could tell and i was like oh and then i did it and i was like okay this is actually fun yeah. and i was like we need to actually play this yeah next time and so playing playing just playing and the kids are such an easy avenue to do that yeah um I know that I'm most alive when I'm playing. Yeah. So I have not been as playful as maybe I would like to be, but there have been real, real powerful moments of clarity around that. Yeah. And then I still have spent a lot of time in my head. And that's not a lot of time to me. That is dead time. Just getting wrapped up in the story of... Oh, of, that kind of... Yeah, yeah. like what... What's going to happen? Like all the uncertainty and, and trying to be clever, as you said recently. <laughs> You're always clever, Sam. Mm-hmm. You always have a clever solution. And to have a clever solution, I have to spend a lot of time like imagining worst outcomes or worst case scenarios and then thinking up a, a possible route around it. Or So I've spent a lot of time doing that. and And yet... There have been moments when I've just been right here. Yeah. Work in progress. Work in progress. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wanted to take a moment to talk about the blueprint that we created for people because I think it's been part of our alive time. Yeah. It's been something we've been super intentional about. We have even felt so just called to make it and as quickly as possible, really, that we felt really compelled to make it available to anyone and everyone. And so we've created like a pricing tier where you can pay what feels good. And paying what feels good means you don't feel guilty for not paying anything if you can't pay anything. We had a friend, this is a quick story, but years ago when I was, Mm. we were deeply in debt and I was, we were uninsured and I got appendicitis mm-hmm. and I had to go to the hospital and we had like, you know, a $20,000 bill after that. And we were broke, mm-hmm. broke. And so we had, I have a friend from college. Well, he's both of our friends and he just sent us a thousand dollars, like literally in the mail, sent us a check. And he was like, this is not a loan. This is something I can do and I want to do this for you guys. And he's like, my hope is that you just pay it forward someday mm-hmm. when you can. And I remember crying and just being like, that mm-hmm. is crazy that someone can like love us so much. Mm-hmm. And so that has been 
something I think we've kept in the back of our head forever. And we actually have paid it forward a few times. And this is just another way to pay it forward. Yeah. Like that one gift our friend gave us years when we were in our 20s. Yeah. It's still being paid forward. So this is another way for us to pay it forward. So let's talk about the blueprint. Okay. Five modules. Five modules. It's it's quick, honestly. It can be done one module a day. Easy. Yeah. I mean, you could probably slam through the whole thing in one day if you wanted. Um, but you could take it a little easier on yourself and do a module a day. It's it, probably an hour a day. If you give it some good, thoughtful time. And the whole point of this course is to, at the end, have a, an emergency, bare bones budget in place, but also to have worked through some of your anxiety and your fears and come out on the other end with a little more calm and some actual confidence in where you're going and how you're moving forward in this situation in this like really weird yeah situation and so the structure to help you do that yes is the same each in each module yes roughly the blueprint for each module is the same and it starts with movement movement <laughs> that's it might seem strange to start a budgeting course with 10 or 12 minutes of exercise but not when it's made by two physical therapists. That's right. Or not when, when the evidence just shows over and over and over that movement heals. Yes. And so getting the blood pumping and the breath moving and be, and getting your body in motion is, is just a proven and effective way to clear the mind. Yeah. Clear the mind. And so we have a friend who's a fitness instructor. She teaches that's really short, 10 to 12 minutes. If you feel like that's too hard or too much, like just go for a walk yeah. for 10 minutes. But move. But move before you move on. Yeah. Second, after you get the blood pumping, it's time to sit down mm -hmm. <laughs> and do do a journaling practice. Whether you're a, a longtime journaler or not, it doesn't matter. There's some simple prompts to guide you through activities that, again, a research shows like make a difference in your life. Yes. I love it. I think the prompts are so good. And they're obviously like tailored to the day. So they kind of, it all flows together, right? And gets you thinking about then what's happening with your money. Yeah. So it does all flow together. And then the third part of each day is your actual like money action for the day. So it starts out pretty basic, like what are your expenses and writing all of that down. And then by the end, you have a full-fledged budget in the, place. They're progressive. They build on each other. Yes, You're going to be referencing module one in module three. Correct. So you can't really, you cannot do them out of order. Yeah. It would be confusing. Yeah. So yeah, go in order. One thing that you've been saying over and over uh, is that David Bach quote about a budget being a lifeboat. Yes. I heard him say that in a Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis. Hollis. <laughs> There it was. <laughs> They're buddies. I know. It's fine. <laughs> and I love David Bach, actually. I think he has really great information. So he has tons of financial books if you're interested in just reading some books during this time. Um, but yeah, he talked about... So he was. it was about the coronavirus even. So I can link to that episode. Mm -hmm. It was good. 
But he talked in there about how like you're creating an emergency budget right now and an emergency budget is like a lifeboat. And when you're getting into a lifeboat, what are you going to take with you? What did he reference? I can't remember what he said, but he was, it was hilarious. It was like, you take food and you take your family with you in the lifeboat and that's about it. Yeah. Like you're not taking eyelash extensions and a blow dryer. I think that's what he said. You're not taking a blow dryer with you. Um, Yeah. So you have to think of it in that way that this is a lifeboat. Yeah. What you're creating. And a lifeboat is, is intended to get you somewhere. Yeah. It's not like you're going to stay in the life. Correct. Boat. That's true. And so an emergency budget is intended to get you somewhere. It's intended to get you some calm and confidence so that you can move forward and get out of the lifeboat. Yes, totally. So the thing with dealing with your money right now, I, I don't, I'm assuming people are kind of cognizant of their money right now. I mean, I know we were for sure pretty yeah. immediately. Mostly because you've basically lost your job. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing coming in. And so the thing with awareness in anything, but with your money especially, is it feels scary and you're like, I don't even want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. But the the weird the what's the word I'm looking for? The like juxtaposition. The paradox, the paradox of that of not knowing versus knowing is that the knowing actually will create more calm. Yes. It really, really, really does. So that is also the point of these exercises. And that's something, I mean, we have, we've done this as we were creating this, we were doing it and we were like, what would be easiest? How, how would this process be easiest for people? So we've done it and we know that on the other end, there is clarity and calm. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So some other steps that we've done or that I would suggest you do in this time, and we talk about this in the blueprint, but I thought this might be helpful to just like have, is to create an emergency fund or beef up your emergency fund or to just know what your emergency fund is. If nothing else comes of the COVID-19 crisis, it's... It's a universal, like global awareness that stuff happens. Yes. And that we have no control over everything that we want to have control over. Yes. And when you look back over time, you'll see that it's pretty, like it's pretty consistent that stuff happens. Yeah. It's, it's never the same, right? Like this with this, you could never have predicted, but you can predict that something was going to happen eventually. Yeah, so having an emergency fund is going to give you some calm. And then stopping any money goals. So Sam and I had a goal to pay off our house. Well, we're not going to put that money into our house right now. I think unless we had like all of it and we could get rid of our mortgage payment, we would. But we don't have all of it. So we're just going to use that stockpile of money for living if we need to. Yeah as our emergency fund. So kind of stopping any debt payoff goals and taking that extra money that was going to the debt payoff and stockpiling it for now or using it in a way that feels good to you. Maybe you want to give some. And so then the hope is that when the dust settles, we get out of the emergency lifeboat. Right. We can look around and feel like, oh, 
I've got this lump of cash sitting in my yeah. account that I stockpiled. Yeah. I'm going to put that back towards my goal. Yes. Or maybe I have a new goal that I'm going to use it towards. Correct. Um, and then creating the bare bones budget, which we walk you through totally in the blueprint. And then this is something I heard recently on another podcast that does not have to do with Rachel Hollis. What? Her name is Jillian. I really like her. And she does these really quick um, podcasts. And she, they are financially free, like basically retired. I think they're in their 30s, late 30s. But they, they did it on like a really low income. Anyway, they're super inspiring. I really like her. And she was talking about the gap. She had a recent episode about the gap. And what she said the gap was is like there's a gap between your income and your expenses. And so if your income is $5,000 and your expenses is $4,800, your gap is $200. Hmm. And so she's like creating a gap, a bigger gap, right, would would allow for more savings or more freedom right yeah. like you feel more free if there's a two thousand dollar gap versus a two hundred dollar gap so i just thought that was something to kind of think about so if there's a way to create more of a gap which a bare bones budget would help you do mm-hmm. that but then also maybe there's a way to bring in more income or whatever that looks like for you um, just thinking about the gap in that way maybe there's a way you can pay off a loan right now and still have an emergency fund mm. or whatever mm-hmm. that would create more gap all sorts of opportunities possibilities yeah. that's right and and i think the blueprint is geared towards helping helping folks step out of the overwhelm because when you're overwhelmed you're paralyzed yeah and you can't sure. see the, the opportunities or possibilities that are around yeah and and i think with the 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 calm, the calm, <laughs> and the confidence, then you can be creative also. Yes. In a right. way that's just not available when you're anxious and overwhelmed. Yeah. Fear needs to be in the back seat. Get back there, buddy. Yeah. Get back there. Hit the road. So, anyway, that's it. I just. I'm really excited for it. I think it's awesome. This course. Yes. It's really awesome. I'm really proud of us. Thanks. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, so we will leave the link to the course, of course, and there's all types of payment structures all the way down to paying nothing. So go check it out. Yeah. And please, please, if you enjoy it and you like it, like share the link with a friend. I think so many people could be using this information right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Go be alive. Yeah. And if you have any questions, I feel like I always need to do this at the end. Email me. Hello at greatestwork.com. There is a private Facebook group just for people in the course. So you can tag us in there. There's the Greatest Worth Family Facebook group. All sorts of Facebook Instagram. Groups. I know. Like, you got, just tag us. You got lots of, lots of contact points. Yes, lots of contact points. Just tag us. Let us know what you're needing and we could chat about it on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. We'll talk soon. <laughs>